What up, what up? Welcome back. New South episode four. Wait, wait, first of all, three weeks in a row. Like, this is probably the most consistent we've been since we started. For sure. Back in back in the uh, the unnamed, I can't name them, uh, Long time company, ago. yeah, days. Yeah, so. The 10 by 10 room. <laughs> yeah, back when we had no sales service. Like, so if I, so if I died, I got missing, bro. Yep. Yeah, that was it. But yeah, uh, so once again, I'm your boy, Rob Bridgers. Back again. We got my dog over here, Mr. Uh, Webb Webb. I think he, I think he's okay today. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, I'm sure. fine. I'm just getting my day started. You know, I'm coming into the world today. <laughs> That's where. Well, when you have kids like me, your day starts around eight o'clock. Yeah, so we had some crazy shit happen in my neighborhood last night. So at three o'clock in the morning, we get a knock on the door from the police. So, like the sheriff's low. You know. My initial thought, like, damn, what the fuck didn't happen? Shit, today's world, I'd be like, I'm not opening that fucking door. Like, so initially I didn't, but you know, my wife's like super scary. So, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, we recent events in our lives. So I think, you know, that was kind of one of those things. So mm-hmm. apparently it's like around the corner from our house, like down like in the cul-de-sac, uh, somebody drove by and shot into like like three houses back there. Um, now, mind you, I live in like Rancho Cucamonga, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you live in a, a regular neighborhood. Yeah. So I never expected that to happen. So um, that's kind of been my morning. I've been up all night with that kind Did of. That make it sound like it was with malicious intent, or there's just kids <laughs> fucking around in a very aggressive way. It seems like it. It seems like the latter, but I don't know. Like one house, they shot it. They shot it like four or five times. So maybe they were targeting a specific house. I don't that's know. That's crazy. Yeah, she was crazy. So. That's been my life, but uh, other than that, I mean, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, we'll jump right into it. So, you know, last night were the uh, the final two episodes, uh, last episode of the last dance, and for me, for one, I'm sad because first of all, I don't have shit up to do on Sundays now. Now I think I actually be with my family and shit like that at nine o'clock. So. I saw something on Twitter. <laughs> I saw some stuff up. Yeah, she just give MJ the iPad and show them viral videos from now on. <laughs> That'd be fire. I'd watch the shit out of that. No, that's definitely fire. So what were your thoughts on the last two episodes? Um, that they didn't <laughs> feel... <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wrong hole. Son. Oh my oh, goodness. <laughs> I know the... <laughs> The audio version won't be able to see what just happened, uh, but I, he just died. He flatlined. I seen it. Oh, man. You back? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. What up? What up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Roll the tape. Damn. Um, it didn't feel like it was over to me. Like right. when the documentary ended, you know, most of the time those stories, you're like, oh, man, what a great story. Mm-hmm. I felt like there could be more. But I imagine with a guy like MJ, it's always going to feel that way. Sure. I saw the kind of a lot of other players talking about it, saying like kind of what Donnie was saying. There's no doubt who the GOAT is. For sure. It's just a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like filmmaking and stuff, like clearly it was awesome. They had so much footage. Um, for, from a producer standpoint, one thing that stood out to me that I would imagine no one else gave a single shit about was at one point the PR guy for the Bulls Pulled the camera guy aside uh-huh. to be like, "Yo, there's a thousand oh, but, members yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Dennis is gonna seek out door three, yada yada. Uh-huh. Basically giving him the breakdown. And right. I know that's so minor, but it's like that proof. Like, 
that that whoever had access at that time, mm -hmm. they had the real unlimited full access. Mm -hmm. Even when they were talking shit about other people filming, yeah, that guy wasn't included in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, not um, for sure. And then it's like, it doesn't matter how nice your equipment is. At the end of the day, the access <laughs> and caring enough and, and getting stable shots, like, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. no. and, and that footage was old, but it was, everything was so dope. It was so well put together. Yeah, I saw people complaining about, like, the storyline. Like, it was, they were jumping back and forth. I'm like, yo, that's perfect of how they were doing it. Anyone complaining just does, storytelling is so hard. And to tell a story that broad, it's like mm -hmm. making a movie. It's like when mm -hmm. you see movies about big, iconic figures, for the most part, anytime those movies are considered bad, right. it's because they try to tell the broad story. Right. And a lot of times when those stories hit, it's because they take a very specific story about that individual mm -hmm. that tell, speaks to the bigger picture right. of that individual. Right. And with this mic thing they did, like you, you had to pick and choose where you go with it. Mm -hmm. There's so many, there could be side documentaries mm -hmm. based on Michael's full scale of Michael's stories. True, true. One thing I also like too, uh, a lot of people didn't know the Steve Kerr story. Story, so right, like people, Steve Kerr is super outspoken on Twitter about politics and things like that. Now I think people understand why he's so outspoken. His dad was the president of a, a university in Beirut, and he passed. Uh, he was he was assassinated. So shot in his head. In the head. Why Steve Kerr was in college at Arizona? So I mean, just to, to go through that, you know, I think. You know, going through that kind of thing, you know, it, it, that's that's tough. You know, I mean, losing a parent. So, especially you know, that you way. Know Steve Kerr's mom's gangster? Yeah. Because when they said so and so's been shot, she says she looked down and was like, why is she like in the arm and the leg? Like, right. what? Nah. <laughs> that's just, she, she shot yeah, a few motherfuckers right, in her time. Right, bro, yeah, like, for sure. That's crazy. Yeah, but no, uh, to me, greatest documentary ever I've ever seen. And uh, I watched OJ documentary from start to finish, too, so. I saw the, the McIntyre kid from Piedmont. You saw his tweet? No, what did he say? He said, he said, I know the old heads aren't going to like this, but Jordan's going to have to show me something tonight for me to think he's the GOAT. What? That's parenting. And I bang with his dad, bro. That, that, is, that is piss poor parenting. I will, yeah. I will say to his dad's track, I'm pretty sure his dad commented like, don't do this. Don't do that. No, <laughs> you making us look bad as a unit. Yeah, don't do like, that. Like, so people are going crazy. Like, I can't wait to see LeBron's documentary in 20 years. Well, shit, it's like five episodes de dedicated to losing, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you sh people should be more excited for. And again, like, hopefully it takes time, and it's not something that's put out anytime soon. But the Kobe one is the next one that'll be very <laughs> similar. Like, Kobe's the totality of Kobe's story can be branched off into multiple documentaries. I'm not saying LeBron's story won't be interesting, but as of right now, LeBron's story would be more interesting from the aspects away from the court. Absolutely. And I mean, that's... Absolutely. It's, it's different. That'd be, I'd be more interested in seeing things about that. Right, what he, what he does away from the game, <clears throat> his businesses, and like how he builds his empire. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. So, but yeah, man, so great documentary, great job. Uh, I hope the young everybody. cats take away from it. Comp there is no remedy for competition like competing and wanting to be the best there's nothing wrong with that and even like even that little clip of him and larry bird like <laughs> they're showing love but it's like the exact words were you're a bitch fuck you or you know whatever it's <laughs> yeah. like and then right away away in front of the camera he's like hey enjoy working on your golf right. i guarantee you larry walked out of that room and kind of said under his breath like fuck that I hate and and Mike probably laughed like I got that motherfucker. Right, like man, I hate him. Yeah, but and I'll be real. Like the the more we're doing with these kids 
and the more we're like setting them up playing each other and doing all that shit it's mm -hmm. like it's the same thing right i it, reggie miller's was awesome reggie miller was fucking great reggie miller was never better than michael jordan never but he wasn't scared of there's it. room for more than one dude and of course in, in that one room full of dudes there's going to be an alpha mm -hmm. but there's a bunch of other success. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be this player or this player. It can be both these dudes, and y'all <clears> fight <throat> it out for who's best. And I promise if y'all fight it out for who's best, who mixtape and ball is life wouldn't be who they are today without each other. Facts. If they both didn't have to compete against each other. Competition brought out the best of them. Exactly. Yeah. It's no different. Yo, that really showed, too, how great Reggie Miller really was. Like, yeah. people, I think people forgot, like, yo, he was a cold-blooded fucking killer. He bro. was funny when he's like... Michael Jordan's the greatest trash talker that's ever existed. Because a lot of people would say Reggie Miller's one of the best trash talkers that ever existed. Right. And the way he said it, he just grinned like, y'all have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Y'all have no idea right. who that is. That shit was great, I bro. guarantee you Jordan called every player in the league a pussy at some point. And poor Scott Burrell. God damn. <laughs> like, when he was like, yo, I'm coming to California. He said, next time you see me, I'm going to whip your ass. I promise you. Well, you told Ahmad Rashad was speaking some real shit. And Michael Jordan sat there and listened to it. Waited for a second and then said, you stay the fuck away from Scott Burrell. You're going to scare the shit out of him with all that. Talk about some are made for it, some aren't. He didn't say, all he responded to that, that, that philosophical quote was, you stay the fuck away from Scott, Scott Burrell. Yo, like, he gave Scott Burrell shit every episode, it felt like, bro. Like, for real. Like, that took a lot, yo. But he saw something in him, so. I don't know if I'd want to earn MJ's respect for being his fucking bitch. Right. Living boy. <laughs> all right, so next topic. So, uh, obviously, the hottest prospect in the state right now is DeMarco Dunn from Westover High School. Hey, man, shout out to all those folks in Fayetteville that found well, him. You know what wow. I'm can, we, can, can, can we please get through his Shout out. I'm not even, I'll be real. I, I made sure not to, like, dive in specifically to, like, who was saying what. So, that statement was said. I have no idea who. So, I can guess. I can make some guesses. But I don't know nothing. So, that comment can be said in complete jest. All right. So... But hey, shout out all those dudes in Fayetteville that found him first. You know what I'm saying? Without them, there would be. Are they mad? Do you think that he got the offer? No. Is that how it works? No. And no. like, well, but when we cover him, they're gonna be mad about it. Is that how that's gonna work? I don't know. Can we get him? You're staying the fuck away from all this. I'm all trying. Right, I'm tell, trying. Me, tell me. Tell the people about Demarco. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so. Uh, UNC offers uh, Westover guard Demarco Dunn yesterday. Uh, it, it's actually funny because well, not funny. It's, it's it's actually well, that's pretty funny. If you're about to say what I think you are. It's an interesting offer because, uh, from what I read in the article, UNC's never seen him play live. Um, I did check some fat back sources to kind of see if that's true or not, and they never saw him. Um, Roy watched tape of him, and he liked him. Uh, feel like it's kind of like internet recruiting. So, but more more power to him. I mean, you know, that's, you, that's probably more of a um, because of the, the times that we're in, right? Right. Saw tape. Didn't want to wait for something to pick back up and, you know, other teams. And not to mention, mm -hmm. once he got that Texas offer, I think that was usually the way this recruiting <clears throat> shit works. Mm -hmm. It takes one legitimate coach and or program mm -hmm. to make an offer and then everyone else is like. Because, again, if you're North Carolina with everything going on, Shaka offers a point guard an hour away from you. Mm -hmm. You're like, uh, we better at least find out what this kid's. Okay. Right, right. We do they my watch homework. tape. He's good enough to be like, you know what? Let's go ahead and just get him. Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, every 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 tape, all the footage I've seen of him, I mean, he, they he, will continue to recruit over him. Just for the record, he can go. He, I mean, I, I I think he's a probably a three or four year guy. You know what yeah, I mean? but you know what I mean. Like that's that's their business model. Is like we're 
we see him as that, yeah. as a, a two to four year yeah. guy. And we, and we, we would like to fire. go ahead and recruit him, but we're also going to actively be looking at national guards at the same position for the next two. And years. so, when you go to schools like Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky, you have to be prepared for that. It's going like, to happen no matter. Like what. it doesn't matter what you do, who you are. So yeah. I don't think it's not a slight or disrespect. That's just how they do mm-hmm. things. So, but no, I mean, more power to him. I mean. One thing I respect about DeMarco, like, literally, he I said it yesterday, he got it out of the mud. Like, he came here, he was, he was a relatively unknown guy, kid. Um, I didn't know he wasn't from here. No, he's from Arizona. He moved Until there. all those dudes in Fayetteville told me. <laughs> it was funny because uh, Steve Mims said something this morning on Twitter that it made a lot of sense. He was like, DeMarco had to work his tail off. He had to go 30-0 to get that offer. Because if he doesn't go 30-0, have a great season, does he get that kind of offer? Probably not. And, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, Carolina should do this and Carolina should do that. I mean, you got to say Carolina does things on their on their own terms. So, you know, you just can't say it and it happens. But, you know, more power to him. And I'm glad that he got that offer. Uh, we will see a lot of DeMarco done this season, if there is a season. Uh, we'll get some content on DeMarco here probably coming up pretty soon as well, too. So, uh, Congratulations to Steve Mims. Finally yes. got himself uh, yeah. a legit head coaching job. Right, and that, and that was his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at uh, Cape Fear and uh, Irwin out there. Yeah. So, congrats to Mills. He, um, he's been around. Like, one thing I can say about Steve is he has not given up. He has not quit. Mm-hmm. He's, he, and I, I don't mean that. Like, he, he's been around. He's been around for a very long mm-hmm. time. And um, that's the type of dude to me that deserves a chance. I'll, and I'll say this. Yeah, I'll take this even a step further. Like, people can say what they want. A lot of like general people or favorable just people. people. I'll say favorable people. We'll okay. say a lot of people can say what they want about Dennis. He owes a lot to Steve Mims. Right, a and I, I would imagine there's several players where that's the case, where mm-hmm. Steve was kind of behind the scenes with. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, it's it's funny because to hear people talk about Dunn now, it's like, oh well, Fayetteville hasn't had a guy like Dunn in a long time. I'm like, I'm sorry, you just had the number one point guard in the country. Yeah, how fa- five, how quickly do you forget? Five years ago. Uh, Trinity just had three top 100 guys like a, two years ago. Duke right now. Yeah. You got a beast at Providence right they now. They did another one at uh, Pitt, too. Like, That's crazy. Dog, I'm like, what? So, yeah, with, with DeMarco, I also saw a conversation, and I'm interested to get your opinion. Um, he definitely will be. We're, we're, we're actively working. He's down. It's just up to us to get to him. He's down to do content. And then um, they're absolutely in the John Wall. Yep. Um, I've got a couple matchups. Uh, plans for them. I would not mind them running into Kinston at some point. Ooh. Um, at the John Wall. Mm. I wish they were in Kinston, but they're you know they're they're very limited in what they can do. Um, and I think the John Wall is going to pretty much take up most of their availability. Are they going to be in the full tournament or? Right now, um, we got them in the the four team bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time speaking on this, but we're talking right now about not. Do- Doing one of two things: either keeping the fourteen bracket, but making it win and go win or go home, so no losers bracket on that. Makes sense. Um, or just cutting it and doing for this year because of everything going on. Um, go back to the original sixteen. Um, he had asked if there was a way to play two games, and I was like, "Yeah, we actually have we have a situation like that." So right. I'm gonna have to. I have a call set up with him today to figure out the three team thing. But I imagine because it's a tournament. We'll be able, we'll be able to make that work. Yeah, I know with Cumberland County, their restrictions are so crazy in terms of what they can and can't do. So. Well, especially when it's in Cumberland County. Um, right, because y'all had the same issue with Terry Sanford a few years back, right? 
not with the wall. Yeah. Um, the only issues we've had with Cumberland <clears throat> County are for the Hopes and Dreams because uh, it's not at a public school event. They won't allow public schools to play in it, which gotcha. is an ass, and that's got to be fixed at some point. Mm -hmm. um, a, another conversation I saw online was people talking about uh, DeMarco, I guess the vibe around Fayetteville before these offers was that he was going to need to leave. People were saying he was going to need to transfer to a private school in mm -hmm. order to get the attention that he needed. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Am I missing something? Is that a thing? No, I mean, so I, I'll say this. In, in terms of history has shown us in the last probably five to ten years in Fayetteville, all the elite guys from Fayetteville have come out of private schools. I mean, that's a choice. That, again, it is a choice. But, if you're and, talented, it does not fucking right. matter. Now, he's very talented, but in a situation like him, he's in a very great program at Westover. And that was my point. I'm like, yo, Coach Stack is a legend. Like, yeah, everybody knows him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he had those elite Kenton teams in the early 2000s, so, like, he knows how to deal with high-level guys. So, for him, that, like, a coach and player, that's a perfect, it's a perfect relationship. It's a perfect storm, you know what I mean? So I just, I, you know, I, I don't know about other states, but in this state, mm -hmm. I don't care who you play for mm -hmm. in the high school season. If you are talented... You are very talented. Mm -hmm. You will most likely be seen. Now, if you live in the middle of nowhere, bumfuck North Carolina. If you live in the middle of nowhere and you don't play for a major circuit AAU team, you might be in a different situation. Mm -hmm. You might need a combine. You might need to go look at a Greensboro day. Mm -hmm. You might need to do that. Mm -hmm. Trinity, whoever's in favor, like whatever. Right, right, right. You might need to look at those private school options simply because you're literally the kid. The kid uh, that led the state in scoring, that big, tall dude, Nate Bradford or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, no one's ever going to see him play. Mm -hmm. he, he lives an hour and a half on the other side of Charlotte. Oh, Jesus. So you are not ever going to see him play unless you get lost and you wind up at a school during the game time. So what's he do? He transfers to that Georgia school, Rupin Gap or whatever. That's yeah. basically in North Carolina. They used to play in the NCISAA. Yeah, so, so that's what he transfers to? So now, at least for this specific kid... They're in at least two events for Phenom. He's going to get seen and put on tape, you know, a, a couple of times. All right. Well, that's, that's, all you, that's all you can ask for, you know? If you're talented and you have a good coach, you don't ever need to go anywhere, in my opinion. And, right. Now, and that will lead me right into the AAU conversation that we're, we're about to talk about next. Mm -hmm. Because while these who's the <clears> best <throat> AAU team conversations were happening, mm -hmm. the same old conversation that keeps coming back around happened again. Mm -hmm. And I just want you for clarity, because I think we've done this on an episode before that maybe didn't get aired. Right. But I'd like your opinion for the people. Mm -hmm. When it comes to a kid who's playing for, and we'll use Simmons as, a, as an example. Okay. Let's say a kid's playing for Red Storm. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll use Chris Clemens as an example. Let's mm -hmm. say Chris Clemens is playing for Red Storm. Chris Clemens has a blow-up year, mm -hmm. and for his last summer of basketball, mm -hmm. he's got shoe circuit teams that want him to join up. Mm -hmm. At what point in your career and process in high school mm -hmm. is it advantageous to you to leave the team that you're quote-unquote loyal to mm -hmm. and go play for one of the quote-unquote big dogs? Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm glad you said Red Storm, so I'll use Gary Clark. Gary Clark was Red Storm for a long time. Uh, he got a little buzz. He, he was like, and he had a good Southern Jam Fest. His last year, Gary went to CP3, which was a big deal, a big uh, decision, big decision, huge decision. It, it catapulted Gary to to the heights where he and he, he was it, a role player on CP3. Yeah, yeah, and then he but he literally blew up that CP3 team was a mob. That's right, but that's my point. Like yeah. the reason that everyone gave Gary shit 
is because that team was so talented uh-huh. that it was like, bro, you're not even guaranteed to start. You're mm-hmm. not even, like, you don't know how much you're going to play. But he went and worked his ass and off. And CP3's response was, even if he plays half the time with us, he'll get double the offers. Absolutely. Because it's, it's the biggest platform. Man. It, like, it goes back to what we said last week. Kids want to play on the UIBL, man. Like, if you're running a, a mom-and-pop AAU team, mm-hmm. which is what I would call any team that you're responsible for the finances. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for funding it, running it, organizing right. it, everything. You've got no help. Uh, from a bigger entity mm-hmm. if you're running one of those teams and and your business model is to have a pro mm-hmm. is to have a player that grows from all the way beginning with you and makes it to the pros mm-hmm. i'm sorry but that's unless you're brian clifton and you have a exact plan for how you're going to make your team a sponsored team mm-hmm. like that's not going to happen you're, you're building on the wrong business model mm-hmm. what you need to do is figure out how to become a farm team for a big program mm-hmm. and build yourself up that way and there's nothing wrong with it that, that but the reverse side of that is the ego it's like no it's got to be their team yeah it's got to be my thing we got to make it like this but you're still depending on one or two kids to get it done exactly if we were the same way if it's like hey for the hoop state network to work we got to have isaiah todd on everything you know isaiah todd's the biggest name in the state we got to have isaiah on everything mm-hmm. if we're dependent on that this business will never work right same with, there's no difference with AAU teams. That's fact. So, I mean, I, I look at it in the sense, like, kids outgrow teams. And when I say that, I'm, I mean, there's no disrespect. But at some point, you can only do so much for a kid. When a kid reaches a certain plateau where it's time for them to be on that, that biggest stage nationally, like, go where, you can, go where you can get that, you know? And don't be unrealistic. You seriously think that you have the same resources as a Nike team. You don't. That is fucked. <laughs> you are so stupid you don't. to think that. You don't. And it's and it's no disrespect to any team. Like like, like for example, Gary still shows love to Red Storm. Like he loves them guys. Okay. Like, and because they sent him with love. It's like, hey, we mm-hmm. always got that. If you're smart, mm-hmm. when a kid leaves your program, you let them leave and you say, mm-hmm. I've always got your back. Mm-hmm. And that'll come back. So I saw on Twitter when uh Quell went to Team Curry, the team he played for last year was like Hey, God bless you, Quell. We love you. We're so happy for you making this move. Like, you know, most people have been, in, you know, been in their feelings about that shit. But for them, they were like, Nah, we understand that it's time for you to be seen on a national platform. But we can always double back and say, Hey, well, you saw this kid here. Shit, Anthony Atkinson can. He he could really hang his program. But like, I had Brandon Ingram in my program for years. Yep. Like, Brandon played for Ant for like at least six or seven years. So, again, like, and I'm pretty sure Brandon's thankful for that. He remembers that. He was actually in a commercial. A dude's commercial, he had an Anthony Axon jersey on. Like, well, it's, there's no way he doesn't remember that. Exactly. That's like, just so fucking So, crazy. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do, do what's best for the kid, man. That's, the, that's what it's all, all about at the end of the day, man. So, for me. Put that ego away. Facts. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Saturday, something dope happened. Yeah, that was fire. I'm pissed. That a lot of... Softies to the left are gonna hate, but we broke social distancing and we played some motherfucking basketball, boy. We went to Creedmoor and had about 15 Division One players on this dope ass outdoor court, private court, glass backboards, perfect size for four on four, and we ran for what, like two hours? Like was those two hours. were those rims like nine feet? One, no. So one was legit ten, and the other one that they were dunking on at the end was maybe a little 
little 9-10-ish, little 9-9-ish. Really I was going to say, today, I mean, them boys got balanced, but I was like, they were doing some Well, you can really tell the difference, when, because, like, the first, we took, we ha- before all that happened, we had Shaq for dunk champs, uh-huh. and we took him to the court, we took Jalen McDonald. Yeah. And Shaq was like, let's not do it here. <laughs> Double rim. Yeah. Um, the rim didn't break away, and yeah. it was legit 10. Yeah. So, he took us to a court where they had done a dunk session with the kid from Campbell, the white kid from Campbell. Oh yeah. Uh, earlier in the day, and it was uh, maybe a, you know a couple inches low. Dude, he hit every dunk first try. He hit every dunk for. We were in the, out of there in 15 minutes. Wow. He did east straight east bay. He did off the side of the backboard reverse pump, and then he did what he do for his. Oh, he windmilled over Nick Ferrar. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So then we left there. Bobby Pettiford and his teammate Christian Bird put together this crazy pickup, mm-hmm. uh, invite only, and it's actually at, uh, I guess, Christian's parents' property. Oh. And it's right beside an elementary school, so it looks like it's the elementary school, but it's oh. not. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's part, you can see the house in the background, but uh, it's an amazing court. Word. And um, I've heard that, that maybe at some point in life, lights will be involved out there, which would be incredible. But basically, after Saturday, Bob, me and Bob have been talking, and basically, like, they want to make that the thing. Yeah. So, like, every Saturday, you have to be invited, um, and Bob Pettiford is the one that's going to put it together, so don't hit us to, to come. It's, it's Bob and Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, ask those guys. But really, like, I think, you know, at some point, we want to get Charlotte guys to come through. We want to try to get the Farmville and the Kinston guys to come through. I mean, really make it this competitive thing. You know, we had multiple eight. Shit, we had Red Dunton and Lucas Taylor out there. Red's transferring. They're like... They they know that they're boys. They're chilling. Like it's all good. It's just it was fun to see the energy and the atmosphere. The mix is coming out today. I wish I could show it to you now, but it is fire. Because for cool. for what it is, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's very perfect. Cool. Well, yeah, I uh, I actually talked to Bob last night, so I was like, yeah, I'll be there this Saturday. Well, and what we want to do is even expand it. So like, um, they have a gazebo on one side that like kind of the players can chill under or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tailgate tent that we're going to bring for the other side, mm-hmm. Donnie was dying. Shoot, like, shooting in the sun is a different animal. Right. So, like, Donnie's holding that heavy-ass camera, and yeah. Devin McSone's out there, too. Like, two hours holding a camera in the beating-down sun. Right. So we're going to bring that tent. I also think it'd be smart to, like, bring one of these tables and chairs, and for some of them, let you and Miles and or Ant practice commentary. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great setting to do that and kind of give a different element to the pickup itself. We'll use that court to shoot content. So, like, next week we'll do Dunk Chance with Kobe Jones. Uh, we're miking every game. we got players mic'd. Word. So, it's just, it's just a cool, it's a, it's a really dope atmosphere. Only caveat is, obviously, it has to be nice weather. It has to be a Saturday where it's, yeah. it's nice out. So, let me ask you this. Did anybody, like, just, like, stand out, like, separate themselves to you? Kind of like, like, yo. I was surprised with Nick. How good he is? I mean, it was, he, it was, he's a year older, but, it, I mean, he was, it was obvious he was very much and Elijah. Elijah played really well, played really really well. He's um, I thought it was Terrence Harkin the whole day because I'm a moron, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It was Elijah. You called him Elijah all day too when we got there. You were like, yeah, we need to mic Elijah's thing, and then you go and make the Terrence, video. Terrence, yeah. Terrence Harkin. I said, wait, you know, I, said, I put you Terrence him in. All day. See, I was nervous that I called him Terrence. I got to the point oh, where I convinced myself that I had. Dude, it's just you know, it's just one of those things. Either way, Elijah killed it. Nick Ferrar played really well. Um, I was, I'm always impressed with Kobe Jones bounce, but he, to be my height, that kid is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, definitely much better than a community college. 
Yeah. Get your grades right, you will go elsewhere for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen Lucas Taylor in person. He's pretty freaking good, man. He's yeah. pretty freaking good. It was crazy. All these kids came to my camp, man. Lucas, Elijah, like. Day, I'd never seen Dale and Barry. He's, he's pretty good. Um, it's just dope. And, and the other cool thing, too, was like it was competitive. It stay, and as soon as it got not competitive, they quit. We're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did the dunk scene, we're out. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I do want to do, and I've already looked into it, I'm probably going to spend a couple hundred bucks mm -hmm. and I'm going to get a black. UFC WWE style belt, mm -hmm. black with gold trim, mm -hmm. and we're gonna make it the. Uh, I'm kind of playing around with how I want to do it, but I think it's gonna be the play, almost like Player of the Month, Ooh. like Hoop State Player of the Month, and it gets handed off. Yeah. So like you get named Player of the Month, you get to keep the belt. We we'll do a photo shoot with it. It's yours to keep for the mm -hmm. month, mm -hmm. and then you, in order to accept it, you have to come back. Uh, at the end of the month, play in the mm. game to hand it off to the next to the next player. I like it. I think it'll just give more incentive for the guys to want to play hard. Like and right it. now, they're they're incentivized because they're bored. They've been bored, they bored and they would like to, to show themselves. So yeah, we're gonna shoot those. Um, and then the week in between, well, you'll just see content. So you'll see them on Mixtape Monday today, and then Max and Zach are working on social media mixes for all the players. Word. So who's next up this week for uh, Max? Day in the life. Max has got a busy week with school and it's his mom's birthday. You should know that because that's your girl. <laughs> um, my baby. There goes my baby. <laughs> I think me and Donnie are going to do a shoot with Justin Wright on Thursday and do a day in the life. Again, the weather's weird this week, so we might get caught with our pants down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I think Justin Wright will be the day in the life. So. All right. Um, Hoop State documentary. Uh, after the last dance. Um, watching some of the last dance stuff. I saw you talking about this. What would you have in mind? I was talking about that, and then you know, PG County had one with Kevin Durant executive produced. So I didn't watch that one yet. I didn't think so. that's what I'm saying. I didn't advertise it enough. I thought it might be. I snuck it out there. Showtime does shit like that. It's pretty cheeks. Shit does do shit. Like they did this honestly. Like the boogie thing was promoted a little bit, but even Demarcus's shit was. Yeah, just, they don't yeah. promote yeah. nothing. So it's like when I, so when I saw it, like I just got like my wheels started turning. And I'm just like, yo. If we could pull off a fucking Hoop State documentary and just talk about the entire history of the Hoop State, going back from, like, Pistol Pete, Dominique Wilkins, right. David Thompson, and, like, just going from there. And I'm like, yo, like, we're the perfect people to do that because, one, like, we have the, the people in place that can make it happen. We have reached to literally every NBA player that's a star right now. Like, we have some some way of getting in contact with Literally everybody. Now, yeah. obviously, Jordan would probably be the, the one that, all right, we, we, we won't get Jordan. Well, and I, the goal there, I would imagine, would be, and you probably still probably wouldn't, but what you would try to do is is get them to shoot something for you. Yes. And send, send it, it to you. Right, right. Or even just pay to use that quote, that Wilmington quote. Mm. And it's just shit like that. There's creative ways to do it, but yeah, obviously, MJ is going to be. Like I said last night, too, on Twitter, I was like, yo, I, if, had he said Hoop State in that documentary, I don't know. Flip, I don't flip my fucking TV, bro. <laughs> like, Shit, to be real, though, the way Jordan is, if he had said Hoop State on that documentary, we'd probably have some legal issues we'd have to go through. Not as facts. Because he'd probably be like, it's mine now. <laughs> like my, Michael, Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan, it. bitch. It's, it's mine now. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Uh, but yeah, a documentary is something, uh, I, kind of the exact same thing I was talking about earlier. The key for us would just be like, we have to narrow down the story. 
Mm -hmm. If we just spend an hour and a half talking about all the players that have come through, that shit's going to get repetitive and boring. It would have to be like a series, bro. I, I, or or if we have a kid coming up at some point that we think is going to be a number one pick like, again. Like a hoop dreams type thing? We, yeah, which again, it, like, it would be tough for us to navigate that. But if, if you could find a kid that you think would be a number Again, let's say Josh did this normal thing. He went to state. He played himself into a number one pick mm -hmm. situation. If we could have followed Josh throughout the, the last year before that, mm -hmm. and while we tell that story of him becoming the number one pick, mm -hmm. you kind of do what they did with the Jordan thing, and you branch off and tell stories that have led up to why uh, players from North Carolina can become the number one pick. Mm -hmm. So you can tell the, the Pistol Pete stories, the Michael Jordan stories, the mm -hmm. uh, David Thompson stories, all the way up to John getting the number one pick, mm -hmm. talk about CV, everything. You basically just run all the way down the line. Right. Well, um, well, let me ask you this. Did you know there was a... I'm, well, I know you know this. There was like a documentary about Kenton that was being done that got shot, I guess, shut down, I guess. Yep. I saw, so I finally saw the clip the other day. Well, who, how did he get shut down? Well, from... <laughs> when he was in shock. <laughs> how you doing? Wow, well, that's right. It, it, that, yep, I do, yep. So, so, could you not ask you about it yeah. yesterday? No, yep, no, that's exactly right. No, that's right. That's right. You're the worst. <laughs> I remember now why. Finesse now game, why. boy. Finesse game. I shut that shit down. Oh, man. And that's I right. hope the yep. dude who was putting it together hears it, too, because I finessed the shit out of that dude. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story briefly. So, what happened was, there was somebody loosely from Lenore County who lives out west now and wanted to tell, create a Netflix series or sh thing about Kinston, whether mm -hmm. it was a series or a documentary or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was meeting with, with Coach Tyndall about the Kinston event, he brought it up to me mm -hmm. and was not comfortable with it. That's what I was told. Because they shot some stuff at the kids' homes mm -hmm. and there was a police element. And basically, like, they were going to want to show some hood shit in order to make it more dramatic, to make it more interesting. Right. And Perry wasn't about that. You know, they, they didn't want to be basically exploited. I'm not saying that's what would have happened, but they didn't want to be exploited and for Kenson to look like some shitty place, essentially. Now, <laughs> what I did was is I connected with the guy. Okay. He tried to get me to help him. Mm-hmm. I got all the information I needed <laughs> and then went back to Perry and was like, I need to, like, y'all, I didn't tell him not to do it, but I could tell he didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we basically ended the conversation with like, if we ever want to do this, mm -hmm. just let me do it. Me as in we. Right. There's no need for some dude who doesn't live here to come in and try to do this. That's how stuff gets warped. That's how you have the Outer Banks show with fairies going from the Outer Banks to, to, Chapel, to Hill. Chapel Hill. Well, which, which, by the way, is a great fucking show. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good show. Sure, but there's a lot of... I liked it. You liked it too, right? You know why they didn't shoot in North Carolina? Why? The bathroom roll law. Yep. For real? They were scheduled to shoot out of Wilmington, and the HB2 law, Netflix was like, you can't shoot in North Carolina. So they had to go to, to Charleston. Charleston. Wow. Because the dudes are from Rayford. Wow. They said they had already planned it out. They had, like everything was planned to be shot in Wilmington. Wow. And they had to adjust everything as Netflix shut it down. Because obviously, if Netflix says you can't, I mean, that's the funding. You yeah. can't. Yeah. So wow. But uh, the, the long and the short of the Kinson thing, 
obviously that guy quit calling me after probably like three missed calls. But my thing was just like, don't, it's us. It's us. And like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. And same with like, if we did do something on Kinston or anybody for that matter, like I, the comfort in the why people fuck with me is because I'm not going to, I'm from, I'm definitely, I would have to show that Kinston is a hard place. Mm-hmm. You have to show, because it is. Yeah. But there's also multiple sides of Kinston, and you right, can show right, all right, that right, shit, right. and you would need to in order to really fully tell the whole story. Yeah, because uh, so, Tony Bruton sent it to me the other day, and I was just like, okay, well, and I finally watched it. I'm like, it's not bad. So, I, I, so yesterday I saw, saw Donnie, and I was like, yeah. So is that clip in there with Nootsie where the siren, the police sirens go off? Yeah, he, they fuck Kinston. The people, Kinston, people at Kinston, I hated that scene. They hated that scene. Yeah. It's not, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Wait, but so they, where is it? It's, it's out somewhere? I can, I'll it's finish, like I'll a finish. preview, like yeah. a, oh, oh, okay, basically okay. like a, like they would send out to get people interested in it, ah, right? Okay, it's not okay. the whole thing. It's no, like a teaser. It's, yeah, it's, it's, for, right, it's what they showed me when, when uh, Perry was like, this guy wants to do it. Here's what he has. Oh, okay. I'm about to send it to you. Hold on. Copy. Darn yeah. Hoop State stories need to stay in the Hoop State. That's yeah, because I was like, when, when he told me the name, I was like, I've never heard of this dude. And I was just like... And my initial thought he's was... He's a nice guy, to be, I mean, to be clear. Like, he's a nice guy on the phone. So my initial thought would be, why would something Kenston, a documentary about Kenston be shot and Webb has nothing to do with it? Well, I'll be real with you. Like, when Perry told me about it, I was la- like, they've already started shooting it. And then when I talked to the guy, like I said, I just realized that, like, he's, not, he has, he's a video, a film guy. He's not a, not a basketball person at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but, like, it's different. Like, you put me with a, a professional, like, cinematographer, mm-hmm. we could really fuck some shit up. That's why, like, the Netflix thing, like, there's a way that we can do it ourselves, but what really is best is to sell the idea and do it as a co-producer type situation mm-hmm. with someone who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. with me as with final say to say, nah, that's fuck shit, we can't do that, or yeah, let's do something like this. Makes sense. We're, and again, like, for right now, the goal is bigger than, I'm sorry, Kenston. The goal is bigger than Kinston. The goal is to, to, to highlight the whole state. Yeah. And within that, Kinston will be a part of that just probably through Farmville for one more year. Because, hmm. again, like, Larry is captivating. He is. There, there, like- there's multiple elements that have to take place for, like, a, a documentary. And, again, we're not – like, I don't want a documentary that's just going to be, like, pretty good. I want some shit that's going to shape, that's going to that's gonna move the space, and like people are going to want to tune into and watch and shit. Yeah. And right. that takes a unique group. Jeff McGinnis, certainly. Probably Russ Frazier at Leesville. Probably Larry Williford at, Le- at Farmville. Yeah. I agree. We got a lot of great stuff coming up, man. You know, listen, a Hoop State documentary is some, some shit that, like, yo, if that shit happens, yo, we're all out of, like, well, y'all, I mean, me personally, like, I'm, I'm going to my place of employment, like, yo, in the words of my illustrious brother, Anthony Simmons, you can jiggle my snack. Well, let me go ahead and put something out there. Uh, if Rob Bridgers is working at his current place of employment by the 2021 John Wall, I will give one lucky winner $1,000. Mm, shit. <laughs> it's on record. It's on record, right? Hey, listen, record. don't delete this shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I paid a step brother. I'll give Anthony Bruton a thousand dollars, just to put a specific name on it. If you're still working at Verizon by the 2021 John Wall, Anthony Bruton gets a thousand dollars just because. Oh, uh, let me record this real quick. <laughs> um, hey, dumbass. There's two big ass nice can. No, no, because you could delete that shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if Rob Bridgers is still working at Verizon by the 2021 John Wall. I don't work at Verizon. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Where do you work? I do work at Verizon. Oh, I'm, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen you in there and shit. Maybe you're the finesser of the year. I'll give Anthony Bruton 1,000 doll hairs. Doll hairs. All right, man, y'all heard that shit, bro. So 2021. Nah, so, uh, but yeah. Uh, no, I did. So one thing to be on the lookout to real quick for, I did a uh, podcast with the uh, the lovely Kiara Luck yesterday. Yeah, she followed you. the Hoop State account today. Shout yeah. out to you. Yeah, yeah. So she uh, she works for the uh, UNC Department of Sports Illustrated. I mean, she covers UNC basketball for Sports, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant to say. So it was a good interview. I talked about the freshman class coming in and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I said, well, we got to get you to the John Wall, man. Like, absolutely. Like, so you can come cover it. And I mean, because I'm pretty sure there'll be some, some UNC targets there. Mr. Dunn, if he hadn't committed by then, you know, it's one. Yeah, I, w- I probably should just put this out. So, do like, don't be surprised if this year's John Wall is more localized. And it's for two reasons. One being because the local talent that we have this year is, is really, crazy. Really good. And also because, like, we've got a couple national teams invited. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be really surprised if, if high school kids are allowed to get in airplanes for scholastic purposes. That's true. Um, whether that's state to state. You know, whether that's those states not letting them leave or our state not wanting to come in. Um, I would be surprised if that they're just that flying shit is. Just Let me go. ask you this. Have you ever thought about having like a like a hoop state like battle royale type thing? Like like the best, like you like see if you can get the best of the best from the hoop state and put it all in the John Wall. Like a, that's what this year would be. Every, basically everybody but Cannon. And see, don't even go to fucking Myrtle. Hey, Cannon. Come on, like, stop playing. Don't go to fucking Myrtle Beach. First of all, it's dirty. Second of all, like, it's just, it's Myrtle. Like, there's, the beach ball has had its run, bro. coronavirus is way worse than Myrtle Beach. Yeah, because all that water's dirty out there, you know? Yep. Wow. All right, man. That is the end of episode four. <laughs> this is not getting cut. Uh, but once again, you can follow us on all our platforms. Hoop State Network on, on IG, The Hoop State on uh, Twitter. Uh, Rod underscore Bridges here. Hoop State Web. We got Donnie. Uh, which which one you want to follow, Donnie? I mean, underscore the, the Phenom Don. Hey, yo, and shout out to Spencer too. Spencer put up a graphic of the, the top players next year. Uh, and it got it was caused some controversy. Will Felton. Wow. All right. So caused some controversy. <laughs> all, all right. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Spencer, what are you mean? Look at my phone. Uh, follow Spencer oh. at. Uh, at S, is it, where's the underscore? S, S underscore T, underscore edits with a Z. A yeah. very, listen, Spencer's a very talented Bro, we gotta get man. you an easier name than that. That's crazy. Yeah, let's, let's do Hoop State Spence or something, bro. Like, yeah, what's, what's, what's Spence, Hoop State Spence. Yeah. Hoop State Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl. You should hear this man talk shit on 2K. Yo, so I heard he be smacking miles around, yo. Everybody. Last to be night. fair, everybody's Playoff smacking miles tonight, around. Baby. Oh, did you win that game last night? <laughs> Oh, okay, nice, 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 nice. I was nice. talking hella shit. I'm back that shit up. All right, calm down, calm down. Okay, all right. So, like hell, y'all did it. All right, just to clarify, Jamie Shaw does not have coronavirus. Myrtle Beach is awesome. Have fun, Cannon School. Uh, for episode three, it says four. Four. This is four? Yeah, I know, but I could be wrong. If we put out four, I think this episode. I can check. Hold on, right quick while I'm checking. I think it's. <laughs> You're right. That's what I should say. I think it's episode three. Oh, uh, yeah. You said four in the email. I, I typically, typically... Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is episode three. This is episode three. <laughs> this is episode three. <laughs> this is episode three. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It all runs together at the end of the day. This is the end of episode three. Three weeks in a row. We are not fucking around. We're not, yo. Hey, listen. 
This is kind of hard pulling some topics out of there for y'all too, bro. So it's quarantine. What the fuck? Yeah. Next week's gonna be super hard. But again, I guess the Creed more runs is gonna allow us to have more topics of conversation. Plus, for sure, the trolls mm. on Twitter will give us topics Something. to talk about. All state teams next week. Oh, yeah. that, that's exactly. We're definitely that's exactly we're doing. Yeah, we're doing all. We're doing all state teams next because week because everyone's doing all state teams. Rod's having everyone from the Hoopset Network put together their top ten players mm-hmm. of the season, mm-hmm. and then we're, how is it going to work? Are we going to read those out? Or are we just going to like regardless, right? Public, private, public, private. Yeah, if they play. It doesn't matter who they played for. If they played high school basketball, that includes okay. the Moravians of the world. Yeah, we're going. We're going to put them out there, and we're, we're going to talk about them, break it down, and everything. It was hard, dude. I had to send twenty. I, I sent the top ten, but I had like. It's so, impossible. So Miles had a good idea. Miles said do a first, second, and third team. I kind of like that. Okay, I, I, you've got my twenty. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I got your twenty. Yeah, yeah, I, I like your twenty too. So um, I guarantee I'm the only one that has Nate. What's his face in my top ten? One hundred percent, because I didn't know who that was for, top, for a top second. Top leading scorer in the state. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I had to look for a second. But, but yeah, next week we'll have a full breakdown of the hoop state, all hoop state teams. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll piss a lot of people off. That'll be fun. Uh, we'll talk Creed more next week. I might even tell an old story back about yeah, me back in the day. Need that, and then hopefully, um, maybe we we'll even brainstorm a couple of the Rod Bridgers experience uh, episodes. Yeah, just to get yeah, heads yeah. Up I'll probably have a haircut next week too, so I won't. So I'll try to get that figured out at some point in my life. Luckily, no one's ever going to see these videos. So <laughs> this is the New South Show episode three. Rod Bridgers at Rod underscore Bridgers. I am Webb Wellman at Hoopstay Web. You can find all of our content, new shit, five days a week, podcast, videos, you know what it is. Tell them one thing. Put your pussy lips on live on camera, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Wow. Good night. Don't touch your dick off, man.